Hey, hey, hey. This is Medic Brexit once again. And today we will be looking at the scriptures and what it says. We will be looking at the scriptures and its instruction to us because the believer's life is based on instruction. Jesus, our God says to this to the children of Israelite, if ye be obedient and be willing, you shall eat thereof of the fruits of the land. Obedience. To someone to Saul, someone will say, Obedience is better than sacrifice. And I'll tell you, the scripture is not rift with subjections. It is rift with commands and facts, filled up with commands and fact. If ye be willing and obedient, you will definitely reap of the good treasure of the scriptures. And hence today we'll be talking about being anxious for nothing. Being anxious for nothing. Hallelujah. Jesus had warned that in the last days the world will face unfolding trauma, unfolding and unexplainable events will begin to take place within the circumference of the health. And truth be told, there will be wars as we are seeing it today, earthquakes, and many other disasters when they foretold of the end times as we have come to call it. When it shall be that the earth shall come to an end. The point at which his return becomes imminent. He says, there will be so much trouble, so much disaster, that even at a point we become so used to disaster, that disaster has to be disastrous for us to realize it is a disaster that just happened. The wars and the earthquakes you're already seeing today. The infightings and the brothers killing brothers, the sisters killing sisters, family killing families. The, the waxing cold of the love of men. The quest for wealth and fame and glory. Though temporary, many are willing to lose whatever it is. To lose whatever it is. Because why it is close to the end time. Yet in all of this, he would say to us as he said to his disciples before he left. He said, do not be terrified. Luke 21 verse 9 was the classic. See, Luke 21 verse, verse, verse 9 was not a suggestion to the believer. I repeat, Luke 29, 21 verse 9 was not a subjection to the believer. It was a command. A command. After he had told them many things that will come. It says verse 9, But when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must come to pass. For the end is not by and by. Verse 10, he said, Then said he unto them, Nation shall rise against nation, 
as we have seen some nations in the east and in the west rise against nations against their fellow nations in wars and kingdom against kingdom and great earthquakes shall be in diverse places and famines are seen in parts of the world and as the popular saying goes there are beggars in the cities of new york he said, and pestilence and fearful insights and great signs shall there be from heaven. Now you now you begin to understand why he tells them to not be afraid. He said, but before all this, they shall lay their hands on you. See, in their laying their hands on you, uh, do not be afraid. And persecute you. I'm reading from verse 12. And in their persecuting you, do not be afraid. They will deliver you up to the synagogues. He said, Do not be afraid. And into prisons, do not be afraid. Being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, he said, What? Do not be afraid. Verse 13. He said, If you remain steadfast, in be not afraid if you remain steadfast in holding on to the faith if you remain steadfast irrespective of what happens irrespective of the fact that they will lay hold on you and the families will come at the pestilence the street storms at you verse 13 comes with a promise and he said it shall turn to you for it sets for a testimony and it shall turn to you for a testimony he didn't just command you to not be terrified, to not be afraid, to not be perplexed, to not be hurled by the happenings in this world. No. You'll be not terrified, perplexed, hurled, or whatever it is, comes with a testimony, which is in verse 13, and said, It's atoned to you for a testimony. Then he gives another command, he says, Set away therefore in your hearts. Not to meditate before what he shall answer. Why? Why? Instead of thinking and said, see you know what? I'm going to deliver a perfect oratory at my trials when they will tell me this and I will reply this way. And I will use the psychology of men and the arts of human nature and the acts of seduction to answer their questions. But no, he said Settle it therefore in your hearts not to meditate. It's almost like planning to fail before what is answer. Why? Verse 15. For I will give you a mount. I will. It is not your main mount that you will speak with. He said, Hide myself. For the fact that you're not terrified. To bring forth that testimony in verse 13. In 15, he says, I will give you a mount and wisdom. Which all your adversaries shall not be able shall not be able to gain say nor resist. I will give you a mount. I will give you a mount and wisdom. The only wisdom that can outrun the wisdom of this world is wisdom from above. For the children of this world are well vast in the doings and the happenings of this world. That it takes an higher knowledge of the inner workings of this world to outrun them and outgain them in gain sense. For after you have spoken, they shall not be able to resist. But then it warns you 
and said, See, in all these you shall be betrayed by both by parents and brethren and kinsfolk and friends. And some of you shall they cause to be put to death. But what? A reflection back to verse 9. Do not be afraid. And ye shall be hated for all of men for my name's sake. But they shall not an hair of your head perish. Why? Because you have trusted in me solely. You have trusted in God solely. You have trusted in Christ solely. He said, in your patience, possess ye your soul. Possess ye your soul. Hallelujah. In your patience, possess ye your soul. We could continue and continue and see his explanations and go are getting us ready for the things that will happen for the things that will happen what does he tell us he said be not be afraid do not be afraid do not be afraid even when your brothers betray you, do not be afraid. He also said that because of the world conditions, men's hearts would fail. He knows, he understands that men's hearts will fail. So let's look at Luke 21 verse 26 as we continue to read. Oh, let's just read everything through. He said, and, we shall see, and when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is dying. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But warn to them that are with tide, and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land, and wrath upon these people. Verse 24 And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and he shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be thrown down to the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. But now, look at verse 21, our primary focus. He said, Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains. Why would you flee? Why would people flee? Not you, because he told you to not be afraid, irrespective of what happens. So why would people flee? He said, Their hearts would faint. Their hearts would faint. Their hearts would faint. And when their hearts begins to faint, let's continue. Verse 25. And there shall be signs in the sun and the moon, and in the stars, and upon the head, distress of nations with perplexity, the seal and the waves rolling. Now, verse 26 are key focus he said now let's start again from verse 25 so we can understand it better he said and they shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars then he explains what it shall be in the moon and the stars he said and upon the earth the stress of nations that is how you know the sign in the moon and in the stars because you see there's a semicolon there which explains what comes next he said when and upon the earth the stress of nations and perplexity 
Then these are the signs in the sun and the moon and the stars. Then again it explains the next one. What is the distress of nations with perplexity? So the sea and the waves roaring. Now what I, what happens when this when the seas and the waves roar? It said men's heart failing them for fear. Men's heart failing them for fear. This is the reason why they will run in verse 21. And this is the reason why in verse 9, it will tell you to not be terrified. Why? Because in verse 13, it shall turn for you a thirsty morning. Hallelujah. Said men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth what are the things the signs in the sun and the moon and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth the stress of nations with perplexity the sea and the waves roaring see men's heart will fail if you begin to look for these things and begin to see these things that was why when paul thought about the rapture when paul thought about the rapture as a funeral message to the believer he said comfort ye one another with this because our perspective of what is happening on the earth the signs that we see in the earth the distress of nations today are a function of whether we will fail or whether our hearts will fail or not he said men's heart failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken and when men see the things that comes up in the earth nations rising against nations kingdom against kingdoms fighters and and brothers against brothers families against families he said men's heart shall begin to fear because why the powers of heaven shall be shaken the powers of heaven shall be shaken but then he already commands you as a believer and said, see, irrespective of whatever you hear, irrespective of whatever you see, irrespective of the signs you experience, do not be afraid. For I will give you a mouth and a wisdom, and it will turn out for your testimony. I will give you a heart, a mouth, and a wisdom. And not only would actual event generate worldwide fear, but the expectations of difficulties, the expectations of difficulties would cause men's heart to fail. Mm. Funny enough, when the economy of your country begins to dwindle, <laughs> Currently, Nigeria is experiencing 16% inflation rate, and the truth is many are not expecting it to get better. And whether they are not expecting it to get better or not, the instruction of the scriptures is do not hold your expectations on the things that are happening in the nation, the distress of nations. The distress of nations. Do not hold your faith. Do not hanker your faith on that. Because it is the expectations of the difficulties that would that would happen in the world. Many's men's heart will fail. Many men will go into things they are not ready for. 
and will push into realms they are not ready for and they will do things they are not willing to pay the sacrifices for and when beckoning comes at the door of their life knocking there will be trouble means that will fail if they look at the things that happens in the world funny enough it is estimated from jonas that heart failure is the number one cause of death in north america can you imagine i cannot use statistics of my country right now because we do not really have so much statistics but i recall one time when i was listening to not Ben Carson, no. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name. One of I was listening to one of these uh, famous preachers of America, and he said that according to a research that was carried out, Monday mornings are the highest day. The highest is the day that the highest number of cardiac arrest occurs, and for him it was because men's heart begins to fail at the beginning of a new week of work and stress.
So what are we going to focus our attention on? What are we focusing our attention on? What?
I refuse to be 